Welcome to another episode of What's Up with DJ. I'm your host, DJ. And each week, I bring you topics about current events, finance, career development, holistic living, life hacks, and stories of inspiration and humor, all from a spiritual perspective. So be sure to subscribe, follow, like, leave a comment, share, and leave a review on Apple Podcast. Your thoughts, opinions, and comments are always encouraged and appreciated. With that being said, let's get right into the show. My guest this week is Scott Feld. Scott has been working for over 25 years with all ages of kids and teens to save countless lives from going down the wrong path by using games, activities, challenges, and engaging conversation. He's a keynote speaker and the best-selling author of the kids' book, Dax to the Max. And sounds like soon there'll be a TV show, maybe, you know? And he's the co-owner and creator of Mind Zen Motion. He created and designed both to show kids and teens their inner superpowers. Thank you yeah. for joining me. Thank you for having me, DJ. Good to be with you. Yeah. So, yeah, so I don't know if you want to share or not. You know, it's up to you about good news. Yeah. Um, or you just mix them up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would love to share the good news that happened today. I was thinking, I can't wait to sh- share this. I mean, uh, not every podcast I go on, I have such good news to share from the beginning. So let's go. Um, first and foremost, Dax to the Max, the book. Um, we had done a reading in our local uh, San Diego, Barnes & Noble. And um, it's not easy to get that gig, but we got it through a publicist we work with. And then after doing it, we brought in capes and masks for everybody to wear. The staff were walking around with them. The kids were getting them. We created quite a scene. It wasn't like us just sitting in the back signing books and being all quiet. We were being uh, seen for sure. And uh, they liked that. So I went back in today. I hadn't heard from them. Went back in today and I said, "What's, uh, what's next steps? And they go, we have this stack of books. Can you sign them? We'll put the uh, signed sticker on them, and we have a spot for them. I'm like, wow, that was the unexpected greatest result ever. Wow. So what happens is it's your local one. If they do well, they'll go to another one. It'll go through corporate. But, you know, I'm not thinking that right now. I'm thinking what happened today, which is very cool. Then, as I'm actually really leaving there, I got a smoothie, and I got the email that I've been waiting for. Uh, five months ago, when I started this, I got connected by a, a contacted by a production company. They said, "Have you ever thought of a TV show?" I said, "I hadn't." Over the next few months, I learned how, went through the study, and 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 what it took to write a, a pilot, write a series arc. We sent this into our lawyers, let all the lawyers talk about it. Today was the day that the lawyers said, "This is the agreement. You can go ahead and sign it." And so now the new journey begins of really. Um, creating the next parts, which is the sizzle reel, the pitch deck, getting the writing type, and then sending it out to different TV stations and networks and seeing if they'll pick it up. 
Oh, you know? cool, man. So will this yeah. be a animated version of the book um, Dax to the Max? Yeah, exactly. It'd be an animated version of Dax to the Max. Oh, cool, cool. I want to have some images of the, well, you've already showed the cover of the book. And maybe I have a visit from from <laughs> from from your son. Dax. I mean, Dax is my son. He, I told him it when he's done. He's like out in our backyard in the swimming pool with a friend. But I'm like, hey, come make a guest appearance. We'll see where his priorities lie. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm he's having six. fun right now, Dad. I'm 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 cool. I'm out. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> so one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on is you know you work closely with children you work closely with teenagers and they have been you know kids and, and teenagers are, are always the focus um if it's good or, or bad but lately the latin news has been bad you know with the shooting in uvalde and uh, even i noticed you know some of the conversations that i've been listening to over the last few months have been about Generation X and Generation Z, um, how unmotivated, um, especially Generation Z, how unmotivated they are and, um, you know, X, Y, Z. Well, I'm X because I'm, I'm 44, <laughs> but Generation Y and Generation Z seem to get a, a bad rep about being lazy, unfocused, unmotivated, and I've been trying to, you know, um, reframe that in a different way to better understand because, you know, there was, when I was, you know, in high school or grade school, I heard about Generation X posts that had been so, you know, all these things. And, um, and I never really felt that way. So I'm assuming that when we talk about Generation Y and Z, those things may be and misinterpreted as well yeah yeah of course well i don't think any generation understands the next right they're just <laughs> yeah. trying to figure out what's going on and our current generation has a lot of things that um older generations did not have and those generations being like my generation i'm 53 so we didn't even i mean look when i was in high school i hate to date myself this much it's crazy but you know computers were not really a thing we had typing mm -hmm. class and, you know, we definitely didn't have social media and stuff like that. So this is a big um, difference that a lot of us can't understand until we really ask the question, right? So I see, instead of going, why do you have to be on social media so much? Why do you have to do this? Why do you have to be this way? Which is a very judgmental why. Mm -hmm. I think our whys have to be a little bit more like, hey, I'm, I'm curious and I want to understand you and I'm not judging you. Yeah. Because when you feel feel judged, you're you're not very willing to divulge a lot of information. And in fact, you try to run away from the judgment, which means probably more social media, more video games, but for the wrong reasons as an escape. Mm -hmm. And the, yeah. the, the escape's the real problem, right? I mean, I think a lot of kids do use especially video games for escape. And I'm always telling them, and I have a kid in Europe who I actually coach who loves video games. His mom's biggest problem was he plays video games too much. I had him read about how professional video game players actually live their lives. It's very healthy. They eat really good foods. They have certain regiments that they do to make sure that they have practice times and that they're at their optimal, just like an athlete. Mm -hmm. Well, when he heard that, 
this changed everything for him, right? Because mm-hmm. that's a goal. He 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 told me that's a goal of mine. I'd love to be a professional video game player. I love him so much. So trying to understand them and then giving helping them get information that will help them grow instead of hide and run away. I think just that's the goal. That's what we got to do with the generations if we're trying to help them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, that it's important to empower uh, our, our our youth, and I don't think that I think uh, about that misinterpreting them as being lazy, and maybe that escapism that you just referred to is their way. You know, I think it's a telltale sign that you know they they don't feel empowered. You know, yeah. and no one is there to empower them. So, um, what are some of the? Th- I think one of the things that children, our teens, can't. I mean, everyone wants to feel empowered, even if it's the wrong thing. They gravitate towards to yeah. feel empowered. Yeah, you know, um, and and you know, the gentleman who you know in Yavalde, you know, one of the most powerful things you can get is a gun, right? And um, and unfortunately, I think that, you know, um, feeling powerless and wanting to feel empowered and doing that in an appropriate way. And, you know, the media um, and also I think uh, you can find some groups on Facebook or whatever (laughs) that will also um, it can empower you in the wrong way. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And, and you will feel empowered. You're right. I mean, look, adults drink alcohol and feel empowered doesn't mean it's mm. the right thing to do. Just means that's what they're doing. If, you know, we really wanted to get into it, you know, there's a, there's abuse, whether it be emotional or physical, this is an empowerment thing, right? Now, mm. are our kids and our teens seeing this? Are the people who are telling them, look, you're lazy, you don't even know what you're doing, doing this kind of stuff, sitting on the couch and drinking beers every night i mean is that what they're seeing because that Mm. that's a tough thing for you to say one thing and do another okay but adults should be allowed to drink and they should you know if they want to and and you know obviously they shouldn't be allowed to do any abuse however um what kids really need to know and this is the most important part is that empowerment comes from the inside out so that's why i call my program the keys to unlocking your inner superpowers See, mm-hmm. that that power out there, that comes and that goes. Somebody goes, oh, I love what you're wearing today. You feel a little empowered, right? You feel a little mm-hmm. good. That, well, like the, the second you're not wearing it, is it over for you? Right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, or if somebody, the next person walks up and goes, yeah, I mean, I can't believe you wore that today. Did your power just go away? Like, so we want to make sure the kids and teens understand that on social media, it's not likes and views that empower you as a person. It's not the person with the most likes and views is the most powerful. It just occurs that way. We want to let them know that what you do is you create who like for who you are. You sit down with you. You have a meeting with you. What is what do you love to do? What's unique about you? You know what where your skill sets lie. Not mm-hmm. what is what is even, you know, sorry, moms and dads, but it's not even like what does mom and dad think you should do? Now, look, mm-hmm. mom and dad should have some input, but you need to agree to that. If mom and mm-hmm. dad say you should do this and that sounds miserable to you, your experience of life isn't going to be great. You're not going to love it. It's not going to go well. There's going to be consequences afterwards. 
right? right those consequences right. might be how you act out to try to empower yourself or try to get joy from the outside. So we have to right. build this from the inside out. Exactly, and, and, exactly. From yeah. the inside out, from the inside out. And I think one of the things that you just mentioned about having this superficial idea of of uh, empowerment, then when it's a superficial, you know, when you're looking at people's followers and their likes and, and kids are committing suicide because they lost a whole bunch of, you know, likes or someone is bullying, cyberbullying you and you know, if my generation or anyone older, if someone's on in line bullying, you just close the app, <laughs> you know? And, well, in you my know, generation, DJ, they had to say it to your face. Yeah, you know, you. say it to your face, right. <laughs> yeah, to bully you, right. It, 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 you know, and so, that, you know, right, it doesn't even, to me, someone says something online to me that's crazy. It's just delete and you keep on moving, you know? Yes. It, it doesn't even sink in. But because for someone who's been raised with, with social media being a part of being essential to their you know being yeah um it's like seamless in terms of you interacting with the world then it's real you know the likes and followers it's and real. comments are all real and you don't have any concept that is just you know just that it's but just, I'd like to say something about what you just said. Hope it's okay that I sort of jump in here real quick. It's because no, no. you had said, like, you know, if somebody says something to me online because you're a public figure and you don't like it, it's just delete and move on. Why is that? It's because you're up to something. You're a moving forward person. They're just you understand that that person's dragging you back. They probably have their own pain, their mm -hmm. own stuff going on, and they need to pull you back, right? So you have something big that you're up to that's way more important than you know that. But that's the problem with the kids and teens. They need to find out what they want to be up to. Otherwise, mm. they're just like, like floating in this big sea where I like to say the pirates can grab them and take them wherever they want. Hey, uh, I see you're not up to something. You're not in like, you know, this, this sport or this activity or, you know, you know, extracurricular stuff or academics. You're not really into that. So, hey, why don't you come on over here with us? We're the ones who aren't up to stuff too, and we can go make some trouble and make some things happen. And you'll get empowered because they accepted you. See, so being up to something is key. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing that I think is great that you're doing because, you know, even when I, if I think back to when I was a teenager, I didn't have that. I didn't have that, you know, I, of course was like, you know, go to college and, and, you know, become something, study hard or, you know, something like that. Um, find a job, you, you know, those are the things that you sort of focused on making a living, um, you know, and clothes was a big deal. You know, the 90s was about the shoes and the Nikes and all that <laughs> stuff. That was a big deal. And um, and so uh, so those things were, were there, but my focus was more so about, you know, how I'm going to make a living, how I'm going to pay for my life um, because my parents, you know, they did what they could do. But I, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about kids nowadays, it just, I'm just trying to make the connection like, okay, so what is it, you know, that they, that's going to make them want to get up and do something for themselves. And I see, I, I hear parents all the time say this one thing, and they always, always coming from a parent who's a part of Generation Z. And it's always them saying something dumb like, <laughs> I want my child to want for nothing. I want them to have all the things that I didn't have. 
And I'm like, maybe they don't want what you didn't have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, They're putting themselves on their kids. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's a whole other issue. Sure. And I and I see it. I see it where parents don't they don't want their kids to, to want for anything. So they're very comfortable just sitting there in front of their device all day long because there's nothing to make them want to do anything different. For me, I wanted those pair of shoes. I wanted, you know, my own space. So I, I wanted certain things where I could have my own. But when you got a kid, he has his own room. He has a television, fat screen television, he has devices, he has, you know, his, his games, all that you have in your bedroom. You don't want to go out. Like, go. Oh, I want to go out and get a job so I can work towards having my own when I have it. I got it made here, you know? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. And I think on both ends, like, right, if you don't have the stuff and you're really worried about survival type stuff, then your focus really goes towards surviving. Money seems scarce. And so you kind of have a negative lack type of mentality. And that's where mm -hmm. you kind of stay, right? And I'm into like, sort of your vibration, your energy, and that's where you stay. So that could be happening. But what these kids can be shown is, look, those are just circumstances. You can still be anything. And I'll show you, you know, 50 people right now who came from nothing and became whatever they wanted, whatever they dreamed of, whatever they put their heart and soul into, right? Yeah. My, my, I think that this is, I think I have this right that LeBron James was adopted by his coach because his mom could no longer really, you know, give to him. And wow. so this could have been LeBron's moment of, you know, and this was in Cleveland or whatever, not great area. And this could have been LeBron's moment of going, nobody wants me, nobody cares for me, I'm no good, and we would have never known LeBron, right? but his dad wasn't around the whole thing. So, you know, there's one of many, 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 many examples, right? Of people who have come out of circumstances. Then when we look at those who have everything and then we say, oh, maybe, um, you know, they're not gonna want to do anything. Okay. Then, well, now, now we're saying, well, we haven't shown them something. See, we haven't shown them and said, hey, look, we want to give to you. We want you not to have to worry about stuff so that you can not to create an atmosphere where you feel like I don't have to. But that comes in teaching. That comes in training. It goes now. Look, you can live your dream. Right. Let's mm -hmm. create that. Let's make your dream. Right. There's yeah, going to be. Let's, let's build on it. Yeah, let's, let's build, build on, on it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not go, you know, squash or whatever, like sit into it and get super comfortable in it because that won't. So we have to show them again. That's where somebody outside of the parenting comes in like a coach, like anything. You you want to be a professional football player, DJ? Well, I'm guessing that, you know, your uncle or, you know, your cousin isn't the right person to coach you for that. Right. They want you to win. They want you to be a professional football player, but they don't know how to help you become that so an outside coach can show someone how to become who they want to be mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's what i do yeah that's great because one of the things that i think everyone should should have at different phases of their life is a coach because what a coach does is i'm a coach myself so what and i believe you know a good coach always has the phone number of a great coach right yeah. And the thing about it is, is that um, that I know that I want to have someone that already has obtained what I'm trying to get or get to. And 
you know, and when you already sort of like, hey, I fi- I figured this piece out because I believe everyone has mastered something in their life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when you say I've mastered this one thing, then I can show others how to do just that. And I think that's what's amazing about a coach. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it's me too. I have many mentors, many coaches, many who I thought were like, come on, just give me, you know, give me the key to the kingdom. Just you already know the people. Just tell me. No, no, no. They gave me the opportunity for me to see it. Because as we always say, knowing is only the start. Mm-hmm. I can tell you exactly how to fish. That doesn't mean you're catching a fish until you go out and fish. Right? And I say that mm-hmm. because we just came back from a fishing trip and we're not very good at it. And so people <laughs> are telling us, you know, do this and do that. And, and you know, it made it got better and better and better. Why? Not because they kept telling us more and more and more. It's because what they told us we had to go do. They didn't go mm-hmm. catch the fish for us. They didn't, they didn't do that, right? They didn't say, here, let me introduce you to the biggest fish here. They said, here's some basics so you can start learning how to fish by doing. And that's what we do. We show kids. You'll never hear me really say, unless I slip up, saying, I'm going to teach your kid. I'll say I'm going to show your kid how they can do this. They can yeah. do this. Yeah. That's yeah. empowerment. That's empowerment. That is empowerment. That is to me the the pinnacle of empowerment. That right there. That yeah. you know, like you were saying about, about the fish and you know, you can lead the horse to, to water, but you can't make them drink. You you, you have to have something in within you that says that yeah, I want this, you know. And then it makes you coachable, you know, because if you're absolutely you have the greatest coach in the world, but if you're not, um, you don't value the lessons, then what's the, the point, right? It's funny, so, though, because sometimes, you know, it, it's like um, you can't unhear it. So if somebody was in my program and, you know, people come to me how they are, I don't just say, look, they have to be like willing to like learn and sit there quietly and engage when it's time and be these perfect little students. Mm -hmm. So I noticed in some of my, especially my live courses is that I had kids who seemed seemingly were not paying attention, scribbling Mm -hmm. on their paper, whatever. Right. But then much to my surprise, especially when I was first doing this, I would be like, so what did I just say? I want to make sure you got that. They'd repeat it. They got it. They heard it. And then I would hear things or they would tell me things about what they did differently that they didn't used to do and the new result they got. Empowered. That was Mm. with a smile. That was with an air of confidence that they didn't have before. Right? So Mm. I never assume and I never have them come to me anyway because I understand if they're with me, they're going to hear it. They're going to hear something that they wouldn't have heard if I said, you can't come because you're not a certain way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when I was a kid, I got accused a lot of not listening. Even though I was mm-hmm. listening very well to everything you were saying, I'll repeat back to you what you had said. But I guess my demeanor was that I wasn't, you know, listening, you know. And um, and so I, I definitely agree with that, that just because it's perceived that you're not being heard doesn't mean that uh, what you're your what you said wasn't heard 
you know, I had an incident just this uh, last weekend when I was saying to a to a generation of <laughs> I think Z, I was saying I was telling him to do something, and it just seemed like he was just you know shut off, and I just said, could you just please repeat back what I just said to ask you to do, <laughs> <laughs> and he pretty much almost verbatim repeated back what I said. He was hearing what I was saying. You know, even though it totally looked like <laughs> it was not. Yeah, yeah. So, so very true, very true. Yeah, and it comes back to that sort of like the unmotivated thing that we label, right? They'll live up mm-hmm. to labels if we want them to. You're unmotivated. Mm-hmm. You're unmotivated. I guess I'm unmotivated. I guess I better be unmotivated, right? I better prove what they're saying. So yeah. just because they're sitting back or laying back doesn't mean they're not taking it in. And I, like we all said, you know, it's, it's a matter of, they don't have to look or be a certain way. Right. They just have to be present, you know, be there, you know, even if it's going in and out of being present, it's okay. You know, they're getting something that they can build on. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, I think the, not making assumptions about, and like you said earlier about judgment, putting your judgment to the side and engaging um, is extremely, I think, is important, um, and not letting your eyes deceive you and thinking that you're not being heard when you're actually being being heard. Yeah. Um. So one last question before uh before we get to uh how people can reach out to you and learn more about Dax to the Max. <laughs> um. I want to just really talk about um about something that you said. You said that about how do how do we blow through obstacles and challenges that come our way and when i heard you say that i think i saw it on one of your youtube videos mm-hmm. um and i also have the link to your youtube channel in the show description um about uh you know we, we always going to have obstacles and one of the quotes that i always repeat is uh, the only thing that is uh, constant is change, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so how do you help people with that? How do you help people blow through obstacles and challenges as they come up? Yeah, it's that inner, it's the inner superpower. So once you really create something using your power of imagination, you really think like, what would I like to do? And, and you take those first steps out of the comfort zone, then you know, here comes the obstacles and the challenges because you're in a place you don't know. And that makes sense. Whenever you go to a place and start doing things you don't know, there's going to be things that occur like obstacles and challenges. Now, look, the further you get into it and the more you do those things that were obstacles and challenges, they're not obstacles and challenges anymore. They're easy. Now you have some bigger obstacles and challenges or at least seemingly ones, right? So one of the inner powers that I teach kids Um, using a glider is that, you know, they have a programming, they have an inner voice, that inner voice talks to them, it tells them you can't, it's too hard, it's too risky, because they are out of that comfort zone, they have to understand and they get in kind of a fun, silly way that that is sort of like an autopilot speaking to them flying their plane wherever it wants to fly, which sometimes means not fly at all, not even take off too scary. But they can say what they want to. They can program. They can say, look, I'm going to do it. I can do it. I will do it. Others have done it. Why not me? I can do it. And you can speak to yourself that way. You can override that um, 
that inner voice, that program voice that's been in there. And once you understand that, that gives you some power. So now here comes an obstacle and challenge. The first thing that comes up is I'm scared. And you go, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not buying into I'm scared anymore. It's a challenge, but I'm up for it. I'm bold. I want this thing. That's why it's important to create something that you want. Like we talked about, you know, with you earlier and with what I'm doing, we have something that we want. So when the obstacles and challenges come up, they're not bigger than our goal, right? They're just kind of in the way we can maneuver. I like to use the river analogy, right? The river builds up, the water builds up from the snowfall and it builds up and pretty soon it's flowing down river and it hits rocks and it hits obstacles and it hits sticks, but those things don't stop the river. Right, mm -hmm. The river keeps moving. It gets more and more power as it keeps going towards its ultimate goal, which is the big expanse of ocean. It's going to get there, right? And the only reason mm -hmm. the way it wouldn't get there is if the water turned around and went upstream. It's not yeah, doing it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not going to happen. So that doesn't have to happen for you. That's how people reach their goals. So it's people that you look up to, those Elon Musk, those Jeff Bezos, right? Whoever it might be, you don't need to own Amazon. All you have to do is say, I want to have a bookstore in my garage and never go back upstream. Mm -hmm. And okay. so, I, you know, I want to have a spaceship. <laughs> yeah, I want to go with Jeff Bezos to the moon. Well, he wasn't going yeah. to the moon, he went to outer space. Outer you know? space, but for you, yeah. it could be, I want to have, you know, the world's greatest podcast. I want to have, mm -hmm. you know, for me, it's, yeah, I want to I have do. the TV show. <laughs> yeah, I want to have the TV show. I want to have the courses. I want to help hundreds of thousands of kids and teens. I want to speak in front of large audiences. I want to have Quest Fest where everybody comes and we create community around people who are up to something and they're supportive, right? They accept each other, not judging each other. These are the things that are my ocean. I just mm -hmm. can't turn upstream. I just got to keep going. So yeah. there's one example of one. There's many others. Um, I, I can share them if you like. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. So then we talk another one is power shifting right so we talk about look things are going to make you sad mad make you feel bad they just are and that's okay what you have to do is not allow that to stick you in a place pull you down keep you in that place so when something happens your goldfish dies and you got real sad you love that goldfish allow the sadness but understand you're allowing the sadness Mm -hmm. The sadness doesn't control you. And because you're allowing the sadness, you also have the power to shift just like a car. You're in first, you're in neutral or first gear or whatever. Now you want to go to second gear. So you press the pedal, you press the clutch and shift if we're in, if we're in an automatic, right? And you move yourself forward. You slowly start moving yourself out of the funk. You're in control. You're not waiting for the fish to come back to life or getting a new fish, right? You're not waiting for someone to say sorry to you right? You're not waiting for whoever it was online to take back what they said that everybody saw, right? That they couldn't anyway. You have the power. First of all, you get really good at allowing it not to matter to you because again, you're up to something too big. But when it does, you understand what just happened in that moment. You shift out when you're ready and you shift from not feeling good to feeling okay right? We're not crazy yeah. people. We don't go from feeling terrible and crying to feeling great and laughing. We go from, we're okay. We're moving. We can take some deep breaths. We can start thinking clearly again, back towards our goal. Always have to have that thing that we're going towards. Otherwise things keep taking us away, drifting us. We blow with the wind. Right. And then once we feel okay, we can start feeling good. 
Now, I talk about the manual shift, and I have to explain to some of them. I'm like, there used to be cars where you have to shift like this, right, manually, because they haven't seen those cars. But then I say it becomes automatic, just like an automatic. Pretty soon, that's just an automatic thing that happens. You feel sad, and ultimately, you start going from okay to good. The car starts moving again towards where you're going. Well, that's yeah. a power. You have that. Nothing on the outside makes that happen. You make that happen. Mm-hmm. Nothing on the outside reprograms. You make that happen, right? And then we talk about these neural pathways, but we don't really talk about it that way. We dig in some kinetic sand. We let them know that whatever you're digging in the deepest is the trail that you're going to be following. So if you have been saying to yourself, I'm not good enough for a long time, then whatever comes up, the first thing that happens is I'm not good enough. And you have to deal with I'm not good enough. Like it's a real thing. It's Mm -hmm. not. You've been saying it. You made it up. Maybe others have been agreeing with you, or maybe others have said it. You've agreed with them, but still mm-hmm. not true, right? Opinions mm-hmm. aren't facts. So mm-hmm. we talk about what paths do you really want to travel? Like if you really want to get to there, you really want to be that professional athlete, or you really want that occupation, or you really want that amount of money, or you really want those grades, whatever it is you say that you really, really want, what paths are, is it going to take to dig to get there? Is it going to be, I can't do it? Or is it going to be, here I go, I can do this. I'm yeah, good I can, I can do this. And, and there's the thing about, about reframing. And like you said, mm-hmm. if you have the, if you told yourself that I'm not good enough and you believed it, then uh, guess what? You can say, I am good enough and believe it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. It yeah, was Henry yeah. Ford who said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you will be right. Exactly. Exactly. That is definitely, I've heard that quote before and I definitely believe it. So how can people reach out to you and as well learn more about DAX to the max? Yeah. I would love people to check out everything on mindsinmotion.com, which is M-I-N-D-Z-E-N, motion, M-O-T-I-O-N. I'm sure that'll be posted.com. DAX to the max is on there. Um, our what we call power quests and our power parties are on there. This is how we deliver our keys to unlocking your inner powers. And I also have a second follow-up course called the battle keys. The battle keys is a program where we look at solution thinking versus problem thinking. We look at how the inner works versus the outer thinking works. Um, So there's four total of those ones. But in the keys to unlocking your inner powers, we take them through what you and I have been talking about. The first thing is we give them the key ring. And it's a, it's an actual key ring. And this is what holds everything. And this is the awareness. This is the what you know that you know and how you use it and don't use it. This is the what you know you don't know. Like you can see what you don't know about something. I like to use my surfing analogy because I'm a surfer, right? So people who go down to the beach, they go, well, I know that I don't know like how to duck dive and get under the waves. And I know that I don't know how to time myself to get on the wave. Like that guy over there looks like he did it so easily. So those are the things I can see. But until I go out, the things that I don't know, I don't know, the blind spots, the things that will really help me get to where I want to go, becoming a surfer in this, those will show up. They cannot show up unless I go surfing, right? So we go, you got to go get out there into it right so now what do you have to go get out in the first key your imagination you have to create something so we show them how to truly create something from the inside out using their Mm -hmm. imagination 
we talk about imaginative thinking versus conditional thinking. Conditional thinking comes from the outside world, right? Your experiences, what you've heard, what you've been, what you've been told, what you've seen on the media, whatever it might be. Imaginative thing comes from the inside and it's unlimited. Right? Now this is mind blowing. This is Walt Disney type stuff, right? And so now they can go out and create something that they want. We show them how to do that. And then we go through these different things that might happen along the way. How do you power shift? How do you power think? How do you create these pathways, right? Power pathways that are strong. And finally, we send them into action through a scavenger hunt, power action. And we show them that none of this matters unless they're actually on the journey. How you get into action step by step. How you don't have to see the top of the mountain while you're climbing it. Just understand. The top is there and you'll get there as long as you keep climbing. Even if you slip backwards a little bit, even if you get tired and you have to stop for a moment, as long as you go that direction, you will get to that top. Can't tell you how long it'll take, but you'll get there. Mm -hmm. Don't stop. And you have to want to get to the top. So that's what our power quest and our power parties are. The quest is over six weeks. It can be done worldwide virtually, or it can be local San Diego, Los Angeles type areas live or you can do a power party which is where everybody gets together and we go through the same things music props we use play-doh we use vision boards we use kinetic sand we use power glasses we fly gliders around we go on scavenger hunts we make it a fun party but they get it it's a power party right it's party with a purpose and then dax to the max the books on amazon and there's uh, also now the new activity book that's on there as well and then, um, you know, you can do virtual or live worldwide readings. I can get on there. Dax can get on there with me, which is fun. We can read the book. We read it in a certain way with the kids so that they're actually interacting with us. Um, okay. But you can find it on Amazon and, um, and also on our website. Okay. Okay. Great, man. Well, I'm glad that you joined me today. I'm glad I learned Thank more you. about what you do. And also you. you put some nuggets in there definitely I didn't think about in terms of connecting better with Generation Z and better understanding them as well. So that's great. And um, I can't and I am hopefully looking forward to seeing your animated uh television show or movie i don't know which one's going to be movie tv show i don't know yeah right both all of them. <laughs> i want it all <laughs> that's to the max yeah man put it out there I so 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 thank you i appreciate it and um and for, for being here thank, thank you so much i really appreciate it that's our show for the week i'm so happy that you stayed to the end i appreciate scott feld for being a guest and please join me next week for another episode of What's Up With DJ Podcast. In the meantime, you can stay in contact with me by emailing me at dj at whatsupwithdj.com. Again, that's dj at whatsupwithdj.com. And I will leave links to my social media in the show description. And please remember to subscribe, like, comment, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Until then... Bye.